Okay, recording. Here we go. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Anita. We're recording another Revolution 12 podcast for the month of March, which is about... Meditation. Okay, here we go. Why are we taking up, why are we suggesting people take up um, meditation for a month? Well, I guess like most of the other months, we've chosen it because we think it's really important to introduce people to. Yeah, we think it could be beneficial somehow. Yeah. And I would say beneficial to you as an individual Mm -hmm. and beneficial to the people you are around. Yep. And potentially beneficial to the greater good and the wider world. Great. It ticks the boxes of a Rev 12 challenge. Yeah. So to taking something up month, we are talking about meditation. So um, perhaps it's worth saying what meditation is Mm. or what mindfulness is, which is actually, it's really what we're suggesting is taking up a mindful practice for a month, I think. Meditation's a way of doing that. But do you want to say a little bit about what meditation is and what mindfulness is? Yeah. So I think that's a really helpful way to, to define the difference between meditation and mindfulness so I guess there are variety of different forms of meditation and ways to meditate but the purpose of meditation I guess or meditation is one way to become more mindful Mm -hmm. yeah okay so we can talk a little bit about different practices and they're the meditations but I guess to define mindfulness mindfulness is about paying attention on purpose to the present moment and non-judgmentally I mean, that's a sort of, you know, explanation of yeah. what mindfulness is. That makes, that makes sense. And, um, and, med- and you can meditate, which is a way of being mindful and yeah. present. So what... Um, so I guess most meditations are about, or, or lots of meditations are about bringing your attention back. So we know that our attention wanders yeah. all the time, everybody, <laughs> even very experienced meditators. But actually what we're doing, the practice is about noticing when we're distracted and bringing our attention back to whatever that practice is. And obviously okay. sitting meditation is a very, you know, we all kind of have this image of someone sat on a cushion cross-legged. Mm-hmm. But actually there are so many different ways to do meditation as well. You can meditate while you're walking. Mm-hmm if you're practicing bringing your attention back to your feet on the floor, your arms by your side, the things around you. All right, well, maybe we can come back to some ways to be mindful mm-hmm. in a little bit. What about um, what what happens when you meditate or what are the benefits? So why why have we why have we brought this to Rev 12 yeah. and why do we think it could be good for people? Well, I think what leads naturally on from what I've just said is you know, meditation has been shown to improve your focus, your attention. Mm-hmm you know if you're doing it daily you are rewiring your brain um and there's research that has shown that through meditation you can change the function and structure of your brain that sounds like a potentially good antidote to um things like (laughs) social media and screens and the the way that we that life is for a lot of people just sort of fast paced and and really short attention it's designed to give you a quick dopamine hit and move on yeah and so um 
I mean, I personally can see the appeal of trying to slow it down and being able to focus yeah. more. Um, um, what other things might might be beneficial about um, practicing mindfulness? Yeah, I mean, I think what I've noticed through through practicing mindfulness is the ability to to notice when I'm distracted just in in my everyday life and and to be much more purposeful about the choices that I make. I can, you know, I can bring mindfulness to to lots of parts of my day. Well, that's I think exciting. because I have that practice. Because so you've how long have you been practicing <laughs> mindfulness for? Uh about formally about 14 years now. Okay. And and so God, and that's that amazing. So long. <laughs> well, it's astonishing that that's really yeah. impressive. And um and so the longer term benefits for you are about feeling a, in a bit more in control of your thoughts. Is that a fair way to oh, say gosh. it? I mean, if you really want me, I can be very, very honest and and frank about Mm -hmm. my own personal experience of mindfulness and the benefits I have experienced. And it doesn't mean that everyone will experience this, but I have massively reduced my anxiety levels, Mm -hmm. hugely improved my sleep. Yeah, great. (laughs) And as you say, I think the biggest thing, and this is one of the outcomes I think that we're, you know, certainly when I use it therapeutically is around disengaging or or separating yourself from your thoughts so Mm -hmm. recognizing that thoughts are not facts that they come and they go so you're less uh controlled by your internal mental activity yeah i think everyone can probably um empathize with that idea when you get into a bit of a loop in your brain you Mm. you think about something like something that you did that was embarrassing or something Mm. you were worried about in the future Mm. past and future (laughs) things and you get caught into this cycle of worry or stress and so so mindfulness can be a way to break that cycle and and bring yourself back to the present so unlike some other kind of i guess therapeutic interventions like cognitive behavior therapy where you're trying to challenge your thoughts Mm -hmm. actually what mindfulness does mindfulness is thought of as a kind of process intervention which is about just stepping back from your thoughts recognizing that they're going to be there and being able to be with them and actually where mindfulness meditation first came from uh, in terms of kind of building a western model of of meditation was from using it for chronic health conditions so people who have chronic pain and things that affect their body and are going to continue to affect them allowing them to try and be with the pain and be with that so that they can live a more fulfilled life even with their chronic health problems rather than trying to problem solve things that are are not solvable yeah i read a a fair amount of stuff about stoics and marcus aurelius his meditations quite regularly and um that that feels like it lines up with those two things. He often talks about um, not being able to control things in the future or the past and bringing yourself mm. back to the present. And, and um, yeah, there's some sort of synergy between those two ideas, which is interesting. Mm. Um, shall we talk a bit about what, what we can do in the context of Rev12? Yeah. You know, it's a, these are challenges. They're sort of nudges to try and get people to build habits or change behaviours in a small way mm. over a 30 one day period in March Mm. and um, what are we suggesting people try and do what could you do if you've never for example done meditation or mindfulness or you you barely even know what it is yeah how would you approach this month oh I would definitely start small (laughs) so what what could you do I I mean you could try if you want to do some formal meditations you could try some really short meditations 
maybe a minute, two minutes, three minutes. So um, that means like a guided meditation. So you find... I would recommend using a guide. Even, I have to be really honest, even after 14 years, I find self-guided meditation really challenging. So a guided meditation is going to be a recording, which you can find online. There's loads of stuff on YouTube. There's a very well-known app called Headspace, which I've used a lot of. There's probably some other resources you can point people to. There's a fantastic book called Finding Peace in a Frantic World, which lays out a kind of eight-week self-guided course. Um, but uh, and they also have all of the tracks you can freely access okay so so you find a track and someone talks to you and tells you what to do step by step yeah and I think it's worth treating this practice with some sort of reverence so I Mm. think finding a space where you're going to be undisturbed Mm -hmm. making time for it sort of treating it even if it is only a minute or two minutes or three minutes kind of preparing yourself finding a blanket making sure you're comfortable mm-hmm. it is also about treating yourself with kindness and compassion so you could take um you could find a resource to do a guided meditation mm-hmm. and you could say i'm going to try and do that every day a three minute medita- guided meditation yeah. every day for a month that could be one way of approaching it possibly even ramping up the length of time that you spend yeah. doing meditation towards the, the end of the month as you feel more confident what other are there any other things that we could do bring mindfulness to to our life as a sort of habit builder (laughs) yeah absolutely um i think i mean even i think it has to be quite purposeful like we've Mm. talked about intention is really important well that fits with all of our f12 things we we have this sort of mantra for the project which is about uh defining and sharing and doing so you sort of which is about intention so you say well this is exactly what i'm going to do and how i've interpreted this month's challenge and you share share yeah. that with people ideally if you can and then you go ahead and do it so that's no different in some ways yeah. But yeah so if formal meditation doesn't feel like something that you're interested in or you think you'd be able to do or you just want to try perhaps listening to a track once a week or something mm-hmm. but you could pick an activity that you do once a day mm-hmm. and define that as i'm going to be mindful through that activity like brushing your teeth Um, yeah, for me, I find movement meditation much more uh, fitting with my own style. Mm. So I, I tr- actually, my regular practice is yoga practice followed by a short sitting practice. And I find, yeah, that mindful movement. But also, um, yeah, like you say, mindful eating or mindful running, like I choosing think, um, something you do already. I think yoga by... By definition, or but you know, it is in itself a fairly mindful activity. You don't have to add an awful lot onto that layer, an awful lot on to make it a more mindful practice. Because you, I mean, well, you've done, got to pay attention to your body. Right, I've and, done yoga, and, and you are thinking about how yeah. your core is holding yourself in different poses, and yeah, um, yeah that's quite close to mindfulness yeah. already. So I think thinking about who you are as a person and what might fit with you is is a great idea. Um, and and then defining what you'd like to do. But I would con- encourage people, if they're interested in trying out a more kind of formal practice, the body scan is a great mm-hmm. kind of practice that people might have heard of. There's a link to some of these practices on our, on our website. Yep, and um, I don't want to plug Headspace. They are successful enough already. <laughs> but I have used the app and yeah. I really like it. For me it works really well. I like the style of it. I like the 
yeah. the, the, the guided meditations themselves and there's lots of different variations on there um, and just the way that it's presented that works yeah. quite well for me and has worked well for me in the past and I think you can get 14 days free yeah. trial on the on that um, if and you're interested the Oxford Mindfulness Centre have a resource page and I use that for lots of my guided meditations and they are all of the uh, meditations from the eight-week mindfulness-based cognitive therapy course. Mm-hmm. Um, then I also listen to Tara Brack, who releases weekly meditations. I quite like, although they ha- take the same form, having something slightly different yeah. each time. I, mean, I think it's fair to say there are a lot of great resources out there. And so, as you've said, some of those are signposted from the March page of the Revolution yeah. 12 website. Um, but you can find other things with a little bit of time on Google. What about... If you've got kids and you're part of a family, I was just thinking that actually we've just started to introduce yeah. some meditations. Well, we to can our speak to that because six-year-olds. Yeah, we're 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 testing it out. We've um, yeah, we've introduced them to some very short meditations um, that are designed for kids about that age, yeah. and um, that's been really fascinating to see them mm. engage with it. And I, yeah, I mean, you can probably confirm the yeah. benefits, the health and, and well-being benefits are just as valid, if not more, for kids yeah. than, as they are for adults. Well, especially as you've pointed out, that they are growing up more so than we did when we were kids mm-hmm. in a world, I think, which is more distracted and our attention yeah. is pulled more often. Yeah. So there's loads of good resources. So we've talked about what you can do and um, how you can do it and why it might be good. Should we just finish by saying what we might try and do? Because oh, yeah. we often talk about how we're going to interpret <laughs> these challenges through, through, through the month. So oh. um, we're recording this um, a few days ahead of the beginning of March. So why don't we have a think about what we... I mean, shall I go first? I don't mind. Something's just come to me. Go on then, tell us what you, you might do. Well, as I pointed out earlier, that even after 14 years, I still find unguided meditation a challenge. I think I might do a month of daily unguided meditations. So the pro who has been... <laughs> there's And we often sort of give these examples of a, a scale or a range of, of complexity or difficulty yeah. in the challenge. So you're going to... Do some unguided meditation. But I should probably define a length, maybe. Yeah. Well, what sort of time, how much time do you spend I, If I can meditating? be re- really honest, I, I think my regular daily practice is between 10 and 25 minutes. I find much more than that That quite sounds tricky. like a long time to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but, you know, uh, the research has shown that the benefits are dose dependent. So the more right. you do it, the more benefits you get. Okay. Okay. What about you? Well, I'm. I um, have just started this week using Headspace again, mm-hmm. and I have dipped in and out of the app multiple times over the years. Sometimes for a Rev Twelve, actually, and sometimes nothing to do with the Rev Twelve challenge. And it's worked for me, uh, you know, in 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 the sense that I've stuck with it as a as mm. a daily habit for periods of time. So I'm just going to try and do ten minutes of guided meditation a day using Headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I can make space for that. I have felt benefits to to my sort of calmness and and my focus from from doing extended periods of meditation before. So I'm kind of excited about that. Find headspace, um, you know, really relaxing and and easy to use. And like I say, for me, it it works nicely. And um, yeah, I feel really positive about um, making a commitment to make time and space to do something which I know is good for me Mm. 
So I'm, yeah, I'm excited about this month. Ten minutes a day of, of meditation for me. Great. Um, also, I'm probably not going to do this, but I have been trying to do a few more walks recently mm. and spend a bit of time slowing down and away mm. from screens. And um, I think I'd like to make that a, a more mm. permanent habit. It doesn't. I'm not going to say that it's part of this monthly challenge, but it but it is related to mindfulness and being more present and and slowing down a bit. Well, you sort of reminded me of something that often the programs run alongside more formal practices, which is called habit releases. So doing things in a way, you know, we all get stuck in habits, like Mm -hmm. choosing the same place to sit in the office Mm -hmm. or at the dining table. And these habit releases suggest that you just tweak things a little bit. So choose a different seat at the dining table, use a different changing room (laughs) at the swimming pool, brush your teeth with your other hands, (laughs) Um, maybe don't watch tv for one night yeah okay well those are really interesting ideas well we talk a a little bit and link to some ideas about habit releases on the website too okay i think we should wrap it up there that's um great i've really enjoyed chatting to you today yeah me too and um we've talked about this before and we've not done it yet but i do think we should do some reflective podcasts where we look back on months at some point um but if you're listening to this and you're going to take up meditation um good luck good luck um let us know how you get on if you'd like to and we'll see you again for another one of these uh next month all right okay bye bye. peace is this moment without judgment by dorothy hunt do you think peace requires an end to war or tigers eating only vegetables Does peace require an absence from your boss, your spouse, yourself? Do you think peace will come some other place than here, some other time than now, in some other heart than yours? Peace is this moment without judgment. That is all. This moment in the heart space where everything that is, is welcome. Peace is this moment without thinking that it should be some other way that you should feel some other thing, that your life should unfold according to your plans. Peace is this moment without judgment, this moment in the heart space where everything that is, is welcome.